Peace, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Check the Method Podcast. I am your host, M. Tony Peralta. And today is the last day of our Volume 1 series, or as some will say, Season 1. Our last uh, interview is with artist Erin M. Riley. Erin's work is really dope. She does these huge um, tapestry pieces. Um, some might find her work a little bit shocking. I didn't. Um, I think they were really dope. Uh, her, her subject matter um, varies from self-portraits to um, pictures of porn, um, her own self-nudity, um, still lives of like bl- bloody tampons, syringes, guns, uh, some car crashes. So, you know, it's it's really it's really striking when you see it. And then, you know, the the medium that she uses tapestry. You know, these are not kind. These are not really like the kind of images you see. You know, when you think of tapestry, you think about, well, at least I think about like the Last Supper, right? So, you know, she's definitely taking it to to a whole different level. Um, I went over to her studio where she she works and she lives, and one of the things that I noticed was that you know she had her bed, and then right next to it were these two huge looms, these these two big. Um, pieces where she um, hand weaves her work so um, we sat down talked about her her background and 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 her her inspiration and how she creates work and um yeah it was it was it was a dope conversation so without further ado here's Erin Riley peace actually before I go right I know I just said peace but before I go I would really like to hear from you guys. I, I really would like to know who's out there and who's listening to the podcast and see what you guys think. Um, if you could send me an email to um, info at the Peralta, P-E-R-A-L-T-A project, P-R-O-J-E-C-T dot com. And, you know, just uh, drop me a line. Uh, I would love to hear your feedback. Um, definitely going to continue doing this. I, I mean, I have about what i think another another i definitely have another 10 10 13 uh new episodes that i'll be dropping in a few weeks um i went over when i went to california i got to interview some of some of my artist friends out there so um stay tuned for that but yeah man drop me a line i I definitely want to hear from you guys and 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 hear your feedback um even see if there's any other any artists any creatives out there that you guys love that that you would like for me to to interview if i can if i could get to these people i would love to so um yeah hit me up all right peace hi aaron how you doing good how are you um thanks for having me in your space uh the first thing i just thought of when i got in here is like you just live art yeah like you wake up and you just just come to your table and stuff like that? Yeah, so, yeah, and I go to bed looking at my looms, too. So there's, like, this continual thought process. That must be intense, though. Like, when do you take a break from this, if it's already in your space? Yeah, I don't take a break. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, I just did a residency, and it was the same format where you sleep in the studio, and there's a kitchen in the studio, and you're just, like, working 
going to bed and you can see everything. Um, and like when I'm clocked into residency, like I'm much more sort of in this like ritualistic lifestyle. But here, like, I don't know. It's just kind of how I've lived for the past like almost decades. So it's just how I like really? I've, I've had a home studio since I've pretty much been in New York. So. Yeah. Um, I think it's like. I'm not always on like I do make sure to like clock out, mm -hmm. but I do like because weaving takes forever. I do like to sort of be thinking continually. Yeah. All right. So can you just give me a brief description of like who you are, where you grew up? You know, just yeah, the basic questions. Yeah. The bio. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. So um, I was born 1985. My name is Erin M. Riley. I'm a tapestry hmm. weaver. Um, Cape Cod is an island, right? Yeah. It's a what? It's an island, right? Island. No, it's a, well, kind of technically, it's like you go over a bridge, but it's not like, um, like Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket are islands. That's okay. Yeah. So I thought Martha's Vineyard, Cape Cod was all the same thing. It's sort of the same thing, but like Cape Cod is more of a peninsula. Like it's, um, yeah, it's just like you go over a bridge, whereas Nantucket and Mar Martha's Vineyard, you take ferries to okay. get to. Okay. Yeah, so Cape Cod is like on the ocean, and I mean, there are areas that are not like oceanfront. Mm -hmm. So, um, and what was that like living, uh, growing up in Cape Cod? It was, I mean, it's like a seasonal place, so there's a lot of, um, like, booms and busts you know mm -hmm. the winter is pretty slow and um yeah so like in the summers I would work in the fish fish and chips places and then in the um but I would work like seven days a week like 10 hours a day like every day and it was awesome and it was like sort of part of the way and like never go to the beach like <laughs> part like going to the beach wasn't part of my childhood or mm -hmm. my sort of young adulthood because I was working in the summer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful place, but it's not like, I think a lot of the locals don't really get to enjoy the sort of... What everybody else yeah, does. What yeah, the, like the tourists come yeah. and take over. It's like, as a New York, I've never been to those, like I've never been to Empire State Building. Well, no, actually, I've been to Empire State Building. I've never been to the top. I've never been to Statue of Liberty. I've mm -hmm. never done those, like, touristy places. And I yeah. I, I avoid Times Square. All the, I, I don't even remember when was the last time I was in Times Square. Yeah. So I can imagine. Yeah, it's, a, it's like, a nice, like, I, I since I've visited a few times, I don't go there very often, but, like, I visited a few times. And I think, like, yeah, going to the ocean, and it's a beautiful place. But yeah. it's not, like what you see in the movies. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. So what were you like when you was 10 years old? What was a 10-year-old Erin like? Um, I was, I think 10 was like fifth grade, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fifth grade was like the worst year of my life. Okay. <laughs> um, I kind of had like this weird, I was like, a, I was a voracious reader so like I was reading super early for my for my age and fifth grade was 
um, we had one through four, and then fifth grade was one building, and then six through eight, and then high school. Mm-hmm. So I had all these moments where, like, we had to do book reports, and I would go to the fifth grade books, and I had read everything. So I would have all these moments of, like, boredom or just, like, feeling like there wasn't anything for me. And, yeah, and then it, there's also that, like, age of, like, going through, um, like, puberty and being mm-hmm. like awkward and um yeah and I your think, body is doing things that yeah. for the first time and shit that and you're like trying to find your style and like um figuring all that out so yeah I was like I vividly remember in fifth grade like crying in the book in the library because I couldn't find a book I hadn't read because you just read and I was just like I was just feeling like so frustrated and like school was one of those things where it was like, yeah, it just felt like, I don't know. I think I was like a really emo kid, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. My, like I read a lot and I like made stuff and. What would you make? Like um, were, you, were yeah. you into art and stuff? I was more into like sewing. Mm. So I was like um, sort of thinking about. Well, I guess sixth grade, I learned how to sew. So, like, in the early sort of those few years, I was, like, yeah, just making stuff and, like, so like making, like, friendship bracelets or, like, mm-hmm. um, embroidery and stuff like that. So, you, you got into, when you're saying embroidery, that's, that sounds like the introduction to what you're doing now. Yeah. So, that, that's, you, that's when you got into that. Yeah, and who introduced yeah, you to I it? don't know. I think I'm like thinking that maybe there were like like books, like scholastic books, okay. you know, like those like how to kit probably. Mm-hmm. And I do remember that like on the way to church, there was this bead shop that like we would pass. And so like, you know, you're like dreading getting to church. And so um, I would just like see the bead shop and it'd be like so excited and sort of think about beads while I was at church. Mm. Um and I got really into, like, um, bead weaving, which is, like, you're making sort of these, like, woven beads, basically. And you use, like, a small um, loom, it's, but it's, like, really tiny. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I was starting to think about, like, those sort of tasks that were boring, but also, like, time-consuming and meticulous and, like, all of the things that I really enjoy yeah. doing with my work. Now. Do you have siblings? Yeah. So I have, um, I grew up with two sisters, an older and a younger. So you're the middle child. Yeah. All right. And were, are your siblings or parents uh, creatives? No. No. No, my mom is a male lady or was a male lady. And um, my stepdad, I guess, you know, he, he was like, a painter like he painted um boats and then he did auto bodies so he was like mm-hmm. thinking about color yeah but that wasn't something like we talked about you okay know? but mm-hmm. like r- painting cars is pretty artistic yeah for sure um so what was high school like for you like were you like full-blown emo um I and guess what were you so. listening to yeah i was like starting to go to like punk shows and um like slowly like local shows and um yeah I was just listening to like I don't even remember what I was listening to 
Probably like rock and roll and like local bands on tape. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I was like making my clothes. Um, I I like took all the art classes I could take in, Mm -hmm. in high school and had a really amazing art teacher, Mr. Lopes, who was like an artist and he he brought colleges like to do those like college talks which Mm -hmm. was something that like I didn't even know was like possible to like keep to like be an artist or to like pursue it in a way that's like like that people understand like going to college is something that people like validate you know rather than just being like I'm gonna graduate high school and be an artist like going to college is like the respectable um explainable way so yeah um I, yeah, and I, like, worked um, at Dunkin' Donuts, which was, like, all kids. Like, we were all, like, punk kids running this Dunkin' Donuts, mm-hmm. which was awesome. And um, Were y'all playing rock on, on in the speakers in the yeah. shop? Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and we would, because of labor laws, like, we worked at Dunkin' Donuts and CVS, which were right next door to each other. So we were all just, like... Yeah, it was like this weird group of kids and um yeah, I was just sort of saving money to like go to college basically, you know, putting money away and um yeah, making art and um yeah. When you say making art, what were you creating? Well, I had like art classes, so I was making like um paintings and drawings mostly and then there was like a ceramics class. Mhm. And I think I did, like, graphic design, so I learned Photoshop in yeah. school. Were you um, drawing? I mean, were you, yeah. were you sewing? Sorry. Yeah, so I was sewing, like, my clothes okay. um, in quilts, and I had journals. So, like, before high school, my mom read all my diaries, and so um, I ripped up all my diaries and um like destroyed them after and started basically writing in code and sort of having like pre-sketchbooks because I was like I can't use language anymore like I my like language like betrays me you know and so like I had to start creating my own visual language or sort of like coded language that if my mom opened them up, she wouldn't understand. So, yeah, that was kind of, like, the precursor to, like, having sketchbooks. And um, they were, like, sketchbook journals. So those are... I had one every day with me in in high school, and so I was always, like, writing or drawing or, like, collaging or things Do you still do that? Sometimes. Not as, like, actively. Yeah. Yeah. And what what was that for? Like, was it just for you to just let out whatever thoughts and shit you was going through? Yeah, yeah. It was like, I think I was bored a lot. You know, I was like, I am a nerd. And so, like, I would do my homework. I would, like, do the work before Mm -hmm. school. Like, I just didn't, I don't know. I just, like, yeah, I just did stuff. And so, like, when I was in school, it was just boring because I already, like, knew what we were doing or, like, Um, yeah, so, and, like, the classes I, I was bad at some classes, like, I was bad in, um, probably, like, history and, like, science. Are you good at at math? Yeah, I'm super good at math. (laughs) 
And so like math and art, which were like kind of the main things and that I like really was good at. Yeah, I just like would sit and write and just be like angsty and did you did you fail um physical education? Oh, did they have physical education? Oh yeah, education? no, I yeah, we had phys ed and I did do sports. I did like track and uh field hockey and um softball. I was terrible at softball. Okay. Um, but I was scared of the ball at baseball. So oh my I God. Never, it's I never so stressful. It. Yeah. 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 So I was like in sports eventually, like I couldn't do sports cause I had to work after school. So, um, yeah, it was high school was like that thing where I was just like sort of counting down the days until I could get my license and then counting down the days until I could get out of my hometown. You know, it's funny because it's like, um, while you while you're describing to me is like all those coming of age movies that I grew up watching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just interesting yeah. because like growing up in New York, like I don't I don't know anybody like that. Like you know, my experience is different. Yeah. And just like, but I'm familiar with the experience you're talking about because it's all the movies that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. So is that just because you had everything here? Like you didn't want to leave? <sighs> um. Well. I'm a son of an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. So we're just going through things for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, New York City spoils you for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, even though myself, like, I was an emo uh, teenager, mm-hmm. especially in high school, right? And I used to just daydream of, like, turning 18 and, like, joining the military and disappearing forever. Wow. But I just never did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just like I never did it because it's like I thought about my mom and then like my younger sister. Mm-hmm. I think if my younger sister wasn't around, I probably would have done that, mm-hmm. you know. But at the same time, I was I became super revolutionary when I was in high, like at the age of 17 and 18. So I was like, fuck the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like, I'm not fighting, you know, yeah. for this country, you know. So that definitely uh, played a part in it as well. Yeah. 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 I think for me, like my household wasn't so great. And so like going home was always like, you know, during the pandemic, it was like if I had to stay home, it would I don't know if I would have survived, you know, mm-hmm. like being able to go to school was like a luxury. And so, yeah, I, and like going to art school was a really big decision for me. Like it was, I sort of felt like, um, responsible in some ways to like have a living and like make a living for the family. And, um, like I'm the only one in my family that has graduated from college and like, um, I have a master's degree. So it's like, yeah, there's like a lot of pressure, but then I sort of made this decision that like, like seeing how sort of, um, my sisters never felt that pressure Yeah, and we're doing way different things than me. And so I kind of felt like if I could pay, if I could take the loans out and like swear that I would pay them back and like, you know, um, then I would just do it, you know. What does your your mom think about uh, you being an artist and your work? And obviously you have accolades and stuff like that. Yeah. What does she think about that? Yeah. Um, I, or your family. Yeah, like the family. Too. I mean, for the most part, like my family kind of doesn't 
there's like this level of um, animosity okay. towards like going to college and like it's one of those like everyone thinks she's better than everybody. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so like I like school's really hard, and it wasn't like I'm not like you know I'm not I'm not like rich. You know, <laughs> like there's no like open a door because you get a college education, and so. Um, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting thing. And I think it like sort of stems from insecurity and like them feeling like maybe I look down on them, which is not true at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think there's just a level of like alienation in my family that, um, you know, I don't have a partner. I don't have kids. Like I'm not building this sort of like traditional lifestyle. So Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's not like a lot to relate to. So, um, yeah, I have, (laughs) I have, um, things that happen that are successes. And then, you know, they ask me when I'm going to get a job, you know? So there's like, um, a level of sort of like disconnect, you know, Mm -hmm. that is fine. That's sort of how it's always been. There isn't any resentment towards like my family towards me, but I don't really. They don't. The only person who kind of like gets is my younger sister. Mm-hmm. But you know, when my mom was alive, she didn't. We didn't. My mom was very supportive of me, like just being creative and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad as well. But I don't talk to them about what I do because I don't think they don't understand it. And, right. I, and then also like, there is just a, a disconnect with when when you're able to live off of this mm-hmm. it's it and like you're living off this thing that you've been doing since you was a kid that you love mm-hmm. a lot of people don't understand that and don't get it right because they're 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 like stuck in life as far yeah. as like going at a regular nine to five and like taking care of kids and all of that but what folks don't understand is the, the their sacrifice mm-hmm. to this mm-hmm. right there's constant hustle mm-hmm. right because you're you know what you're doing it myself is just like this is not a necessity mm-hmm. right yeah you know so it's like you it, it's it's wild you know like <laughs> and, and and it's but but like for me it's just like i'm so grateful that i'm able to yeah. be in in the position that i'm at that i'm yeah. in right and afraid to go back to normal whatever that kind of life yeah. like i'd never want to go back to work for anybody ever in my life yeah. 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 I think it's a, um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a different, like they don't, yeah, they don't see the sort of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people don't see that. And I also, when I did have downs, I never felt like not only did I not want to reach out for help, but like I never felt like that was respectable or like, it was kind of a ridiculous thing to be like, I can't pay my rent, you know? And they're like, get a job or like work more. You know, like when I, when I lived in Philly for a while, right out of grad school, it was like, yeah, there would be times when I would let go of my apartment and I would sleep in my studio and it was like Mm. unheated and we weren't allowed. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, those were hard times, but I wasn't going to be like complaining to anybody because that was my choice. Your choice. Every choice. I made I got rid of my apartment because I needed to be in the studio more and I like being in the being at my work 
my job job was like not fulfilling, you know? And like, yeah, I would make more money, but like having money wasn't something like I didn't go into art to make money, you know? And so there were moments when I was like really struggling, but it wasn't, it was my fault or my choice. And so like I got through those moments and yeah, I hustled. Like I've always sort of had things that I knew how to like make money, Mm -hmm. um, doing like I would I would sell editions or I would like sort of make postcards like I was always kind of doing these like side little gig things and um like marketing myself in ways like that were more mainstream rather than just making art so Mm -hmm. yeah or like I would make like scarves or like bag tote bags you know and like that wasn't like I didn't love making those, but I wasn't like working. I wasn't working at Whole Foods, you know. I wasn't yeah, like no, working. Yeah, no, you were making your own product, of course. Yeah, yeah, and like they weren't like art, quote unquote. But they were. I was making them, and they were, you know, people were using them. But that's so. a good. That's you know, most artists don't know how to be that resourceful, you know. So they have to go take a job, mm-hmm. right? It's just like you know. I mean, it's something that I have struggled with. I don't struggle with it anymore because it's just like. I make these big art pieces and stuff like that, and my work doesn't sell as consistent, Mm -hmm. right? But I have to do something else. Yeah, so I make T-shirts and fucking hats and all this other stuff Mm because I need to make a living, right? But I I enjoy what I'm doing. Like, I'm not clocking into... I don't have to rush to go to work, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, and, 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 and all of that. So it's just like... But a lot of artists, like, a lot of folks, is the reason why they give up doing... Mm -hmm whatever they had passion for because they they don't they know how to kind of balance things out you know so making like yeah i need to pay rent so it's like let me make these totes or whatever you know and there's there's no shame in that yeah you know yeah i've always had additions on my website or like prints on my website so it was like yeah at any point you know i could get like 50 bucks or 75 dollars and that like if you're really struggling like that's a lot of money and it would like help me pay my bills, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, maybe I'm making like, it's like, like sort of lower brow stuff, but it's like these people who support have supported my work, like literally for 10 years by buying things for $75, those people have sustained me. You know, like I'm just starting to really sell my work in the gallery world and um, just starting to really sort of get to collectors who mm-hmm. like really care about me and my work. How long did that take? Yeah, to that, get to that took, point? I think it took probably about 10 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So like I went to grad school, made art in Philly for a while and then moved to New York and really wasn't gonna, I had no sort of thought process to like conquer New York or like show in New York at all like I was just gonna be an artist working in New York and as soon as I sent out that sort of I live in New York now like things started to really start rolling in a way that I had no um expectation of interesting and so yeah I think having really low expectations helped me um anything was a bonus so um yeah, so probably about 10 years since my gallery, PPOW, sort of started to see my work and then they started representing me. Okay. So how does um, 
inspiration show up for you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like I am a person who looks at lots of things, like consumes a lot of things, um, social media, pop culture, like reality TV, the news, like all of those things are like in my brain as a human being and then also like feeding into my work and relating to like my own self reflection process Mm -hmm. so that's like for me it's like an entire like lifestyle of consumption and thought and sort of um reflection so um like my work will probably stem from events or um you know if there's like stressful things happening in the family I might focus on something more enjoyable in the studio like I might make some selfies or something and then like when things are sort of settled Um, I might actually go into things like my work that's like about addiction and like the sort of heavier stuff because I can, I'm like an okay at at being a human for that moment. So I can like sort of be heavier in the studio. Yeah. Um, So the work definitely like fluctuates between. So you, you, um, is there, do you have a lot of idle time uh, consuming? Hmm. I think, yeah, there's like, time to read, time to look at social media. But I do watch, like, I do, like, listen to podcasts and watch TV while I weave. Okay. So there's, like, this sort of layered process of consuming things. And what what pod, what kind of podcasts are you listening to? Um, all sorts. All sorts? Like, um, the news or, like, true crime or, like, sexuality, um, social justice, like, just sort of across the board of things and then like tv shows it's like um similar basically Mm. yeah that's that's interesting because a couple of uh, most of the people that i've interviewed as far as like um um, the the artists that i've interviewed or creatives like a lot of folks don't be like don't watch television Mm -hmm. and that stuff like you know and me i'm like the opposite i'm like that's yeah like when i get home that's all i'm doing is like uh, and some and sometimes I um I envy the person that doesn't own a TV, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like and I'm like, what are you doing when you get home? Like, mm-hmm. oh, listen to music and cook or read, and it's just like, you know. But I'm the same way where like I can cons- I need to. It's one of these. I was telling this to somebody yesterday. Is like was one of the things that I learned from Warhol. Like mm-hmm. Warhol would always like read like the new york like all the shitty tabloid yeah. stuff like he would consume all of that yeah right because and it was reflective like, that's in his work culture like yeah, that's it's like culture. it's a part of american pe- culture yeah like yeah. what's what are people like fighting about or like like the drama like to me i find that's like reality tv has really transformed and like you know like since the real world um and like the sort of way that reality TV has progressed. Yeah. But I think it's like, I think like nothing, like being in the art world, it's like really um, detached, you know? Like people don't actually think about what's happening now. And it's like, so like we're learning in, in college, like these dead people who are like boring and like, I don't know anything about like, their sex life or like their the drama or like I think if I knew more about like their lifestyle like there's this book that's like all of the artists it's just a book about I'm forgetting the name of it but it's like 
every artist just daily habit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm, it's a, the ritual one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just bought that. Yeah, I think I have it somewhere. Oh but shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I think if I read that in college and like saw what people ate for breakfast, yeah. and like what people did, it's like that sort of humanizes people. And I think like yeah, like watching reality TV, it's like what's going. I mean, even like The Bachelorette right now, I feel like. Like, there's a lot of, like, millennial and, like, um, really detached yeah. sort of interactions that are, that's sort of how people are existing right now. And it's interesting to sort of see that in a reality TV show, which is so scripted. But, like, it is, like, yeah, it's all it's all happening, so. Yeah, that that's funny you say that. I mean, part, the part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I want to see what are the things that I'm always just curious about how an artist creates and like how, how again, like how this uh, inspiration show up to people and like their rituals and stuff like that. So like, that's why I ask everybody the, the same questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like I bet you, you know, somebody like Shakespeare was out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's like artists who are like super famous and they're like, I don't get up past or earlier than noon. And it's like, that's validating. Yes. I like to know that people, because I'm a super night owl and I work till five in the morning and like, I don't, I can't wake up early. So then that makes me feel sort of like, you know, unprofessional, but it's like, and that's the whole, and that's the whole point that there's no right or wrong way of doing this. Right. right. And when you're younger, uh, starting out, you think that when you see other artists and people who are successful, whatever, and you, or you hear about people, certain people's work ethic, you're like, Oh, I'm not doing it correctly. And Mm -hmm. it's, and it's not about that. It's just like, you find what's, um, correct for yourself, right? Right. Like what works for you, you know, living in this space here and and like just rolling out of bed and you (laughs) you have your machine here is just like, that works for you, but not for some people, right? You know, um, it's crazy because it's like, even though I don't work in my apartment, I've been in my apartment for 21 years and I still feel like it's not a real adult apartment. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like I have all these books and like shit, like, you know, uh, I tend to, I I like, I tend to hold on to things. Mm -hmm. I have magazines from like when growing up, like Mm -hmm. from 1989, right? So 1988 and shit like that. So that's why, like, I can't wait to move so I could finally feel like an Purge. adult. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, not, not even, I'm obviously, I'm, I'm always purging every yeah, year. Yeah. But, like, when I go to people's homes and, like, they have artwork up and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I have a They good, have, like, a living room. They have a nice living room <laughs> and, like, candles and, mm-hmm. like, you know, just like, wow, you are. And I, and I was, like, comment. I'm like, yeah, you're a real adult. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just, I'm just, like. I don't know what the fuck I am. I I'm just a creative dude, you know, yeah. just like hoarding shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I, I like sometimes will like look at real estate or like look at houses and I'm always like, I don't know what I would do with a living room. Yeah. Like that or like a dining room. It's like those rooms are just, I don't even really need a bedroom. Like I just need space. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, having a home is one of those things where it's just like, I don't want to pay for an apartment because I would always be at the studio anyways, you know. So keeping it together uh, just makes more sense for me. Um, do you think that inspiration comes from a magical place? 
Um, I do, but I think that you have to sort of like meditation or something, you sort of have to work to get there, Yeah, you know, continually. Like I think at the beginning, it's a very magical thing, but then there are moments where you feel like you're out and then you have to sort of figure out how do I go get back to that magical place. And so I think like inspiration is a thing, but you also have to be like able to find it. Yeah. You know, do you meditate? Sometimes, okay, but I do, but I mean, like, I know that when I've been in those positions, I've sat on, like, sitting on the studio floor, laying on the studio floor, like, being sort of tapped Still. and just, like, feeling out and yeah. then being, like, like, repositioning myself in my studio and then being, like, okay, like, I have to find it again, you mm. know? I can't just, like, give up. Yeah. So... Like those are like meditations of sorts, but I distinctly remember those those moments over the years and having to say, like, I can sort of work to get there mm -hmm. rather than like thinking like there's nothing left. Yeah. You know? When you're watching well, let's say the bachelor or whatever, are mm -hmm. you like forming things in your head? Like Like, are you still working while you're, like, also consuming this stuff? Yeah, like, I'll weave while I... Oh, you'll yeah, weave. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I also think for me, like, anything, especially, like, dating reality shows, like, very much relate to, like, sexuality. And a lot of stuff nowadays, like, people are talking about rape. People are talking about sexual assault. People are talking about, like, traumatic events that affect their romantic life. So I think... Um, It's both, like, research and, um, and so it's, like, sort of inspiring work, mm -hmm. but also allowing me to be, like, entertained while I work. Mm. What, what are your rituals and, like, what, like, how do you manage your time? What are your rituals? Like, you know, do you have a, a peak time that you mm. work that you feel energized? Yeah, usually I will wake up and, like, um do coffee, breakfast, and deal with any sort of admin, but not for a long time. And then um, then I will just start to weave. Like mm. I'll usually, I usually end my days with like sort of a, a sort of setup for the next day. Okay. So that like starting is easier and I can sort of like my colors are already ready or I'm just like, I know what steps is next, are next. Mm -hmm. And Um, yeah, so then I'll sort of weave for a few hours and then um, lunch and then like sort of after lunch is when the um, I will weave probably for like five or six hours straight. Wow. Yeah. Do you feel like you're in a zone when you're doing yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. And what what is that like for you? Are you like somewhere else? And it's like, is yeah. it muscle memory? Yeah, yeah. It's very physical. It's like, it's like endurance. Uh-huh. It's like trying to and especially if there's like a moment where I'm really like enjoying the like imagery then mm -hmm. it's like it's like play and fun and pushing through it so what made you choose this this um this medium yeah um I learned weaving in school in college and um yeah it was just something that I like to do so um I think in many ways it's like painters never really get asked that question, you know, and either we have to start asking painters that question or like I have to stop 
answering that question, you know? Because mm. it's like weaving isn't that um, – it's like – it's – I don't know. I think it's just like one of these questions that people ask that it's like I'm not sure um, – like the the basic answer is just I like weaving. Yeah, I like to weave. You know. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I ask just I just ask people what do they do. Oh, okay. The, you ask that to everybody. I ask it to everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like what do you do? You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, yeah. No, because I get asked that question a lot, and people are like, like I just had a conversation where people are like, "What? Why weaving?" And in grad school, it was the same thing. It was like, "But why?" You know, like conceptually, oh, yeah, no, no. and it's like. It's not that deep, you know? No, I think it's dope. I mean, I, I, why not? Right, right, exactly. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because I like it. it's, a different, um, it's a different approach to making art. Yeah. Right? And honestly, and what you're doing is kind of repurposing something that, I don't know, like we use weaving for like rugs and shit, yeah. right? We don't use it for a piece of art. And it's just, you know, like looking at that car crash as, mm-hmm. a, as I think is dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's just like, oh shit, like why yeah. why that medium? You yeah. know, it's just to me it's just more like for instance, like I do screen printing and it's just because I I don't have the patience to do this mm-hmm. or the patience to do uh to paint. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just, you know, it's like I just I like the immediate um gratification that you get yeah. when you like doing screen printing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> How do you know that you're done? You just end. You just end. Yeah, you just get to a line. Yeah. And you're done. Well, how do you figure out, like, the sizing and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, so like, the looms are, like, a certain width, and I always work the full width. Mm. So I will, like, prepare an image, and then I'll scale it to whichever loom it's going to be on. So 48 inches wide, and then however tall. Mm. And then... um like a hundred for the other, for the big one. So yeah, it's really just like a, I have been typically working at the four feet wide, but, um, my last show was like pretty much all big work. And so I'm getting back to working on bigger yeah. work. When you're, when you're, let's say your last show, you created, how long did it take you to accumulate the work? It was like about a year. Shit. Yeah. So how do you how do you feel opening day after everybody was gone? I felt good. Yeah. 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 It was sort of the, um, but I think like it's just, but I don't feel like I'm not like congratulating myself. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like it's done. You're content. You know. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, yeah, I was very proud of the work and the show, especially like the accumulation, the body of work. So yeah. Yeah. Because normally when I, like, I, I go through a, a period of feeling down. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to yeah. see if you but go through that as well. The difference with this show is that because of the pandemic, they were taking work, like, two at a time. They didn't take the whole show at once. Mm. And so I think it was, like, a gradual release of the show. Yeah. So. You ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Yeah, definitely. Especially like in New York where people are kind of like snobby in our world and like they can sort of be, you know, like I went to state schools, you know, or like I didn't go to Yale or, you know, there's like these sort of triggers that are like 
um, yeah, or sometimes I'll say I'm a tapestry weaver and then like the look of sort of um, judgment is very clear. So um, yeah, of course, like I sometimes feel like I don't know the right things or fit in. Um, but I also like don't know that I want to fit in, you know? And um, yeah, so there's like that level of like, well, I'm not at the party or um, like I'm not an artist artist, you know? I'm just like What's weirdo. What's an artist artist? I don't know. They're like, weirdo that, they're at all it, the parties. The artist like, artists are at all the parties. Okay. So you're not one of the like, because uh, we're all weirdos. Yeah, totally. But it's just like, I guess you But mean, there are some artists who aren't weirdos. They just want. There's some normie artists. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought we were all part of like this weird club of like yeah. being no, sensitive. No, I think there are some like people who, I mean, who do it for like for, some. For the attention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah for yeah. sure. And it's like they get to a point and then they're like, okay, I'm done, you know. I don't I don't really see those people as artists. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're just dicks. Yeah, they're posers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it sucks because like they know how to like some of those some of them know how to like juke the system. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it does look like they're having more fun. But I think for me it's like, yeah, I am a serious person and like I think about a lot of things. So there is like, I don't know that I can necessarily, like, make art about, like, domestic violence and then, like, go to a gala. It's, like, to me, there's, like, a lot of disassociation when it comes to that sort of thing. Like, okay. um, to me, I'm always in it. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I don't, I don't necessarily, like, imposter syndrome for me, it's, like, I still don't believe that this is real, mm. you know? Like, it's not that I don't deserve to be here. It's just like, I feel a little bit like, is this really real? You mm-hmm. know, like the fact that there is an art world feels like completely like, like it doesn't sound real, you know, to like where I grew up or like the art world was like, art wasn't a thing, Yeah, you know? No, I mean, I, I, under, I totally understand. And I think again, it's because art is not something that we need. Right. No, right. totally. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see why you have those feelings. But at the same time, how how many people have come to you and and, and have a like such a, an amazing reaction towards your work? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even though art is it, art is a necessity because based on whatever it is, you know, like, for instance, music, like I love music and I always. There's no way I could. Like when people don't like me, when when somebody, I'm like, oh, I'm not really into music. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, you're not into life, like mm-hmm. you know, like because music evokes so many different emotions, and so does art. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, I'm when I going, to, you know, when going to a great show or museum, and I'll just be like, yeah, just you know, my sen- just sensory overload. Yeah, and. And even people that, you know, for me, it was like when I, one of the first shows I had, you know, there was a bunch of young people there. And it, they're, for the, them coming, coming up to me and saying, I don't really understand art, but I love your work. Mm-hmm. That just meant everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it means that, yeah, that they get the work. But, yeah, I think it's um, like I'm always just like preparing for the end, you know. Mm. And I don't necessarily think that's imposter syndrome. Like, I think that's just being realistic. Yeah. You know? Would you say this is your life's purpose? 
Um, I guess so. Like, I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel pretty fulfilled doing Good. art. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you really live that art life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what are you, are you obsessed with anything at the moment? Mm. I, I mean, it could be, it could just yeah, be yeah. anything. Yeah, I'm sure I'm obsessed with something. I mean, like personal stuff and like relationship stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like lurking um, okay. when I shouldn't and um, I don't know, plants. Plants Pretty is obsessed thing. with plants right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then last thing is, if this was an alternate universe, what would Aaron be doing? Oh, I don't know. Probably doing something that was, like, repetitive and useful. Mm-hmm. Like, so that's what draws you to all of this is the repetition. Yeah. And, like, sort of making a thing. Like, I'm there's, like, progress, and it's, like, slow and... Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's like cho- there's like a lot of mental um, choices and color mixing. So there's a lot to engage with. Yeah. While you're working. So you are a very patient person. No, I'm not. You're not. But I am with weaving. Okay. Like weaving is like where I'm very patient. But like in general, like life. To me, I try to do things in the easiest way possible. You know, like I'm not waiting in line for anything. Like I'm not going. If something's popular, I don't want it. You know, and so, um, yeah, I think, yeah, or maybe I'm just, like, into delayed gratification. Like, I don't know. Like, I've asked other weavers this question. Like, you must be really patient. And they're sort of similar. Like, they're really patient with weaving, but there's, like, um, yeah, maybe because, like, I have, I made bumper stickers that say I'd rather be weaving. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just, like, maybe that's what it is. Like, I don't want to wait in line because I could be weaving while I wait in line. You know. Is there something else that you're really good at? Um are you a good no. cook? Yeah, I like to cook. Yeah. Um yeah, that yeah, that was sort of um something I like to do. I'm good at um yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. And then you wear this uniform of black all the time mm-hmm. as I lurked and looked at your IG's mm-hmm. story. Is this so you don't have to think about anything else? Yeah, I, in grad school, I made this project that was dyed wool, um, and it was all black, and I ruined every piece of clothing I owned because I was, like, covered in dye, Mm -hmm. and um, so that project, I got my, like, I started wearing all black, yeah, I started buying all black just because it felt like the easiest way to not ruin all my clothes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Getting to know you more and, and, you know, coming to see your work. It's really fantastic. Yeah, no problem. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that one, that one was weird.